So on June 2nd, 2015, something was uploaded to DeviantArt that kind of, well, honestly caught me by surprise. And what caught me by surprise was uh, a fellow DeviantArter, if you will, or Deviant, decided to start a series based on something that, you know, honestly, I had a major part in. You see, you, know, you see, long before that I discovered uh, this story by this deviant, I had gone to another deviant called uh, Grape Hythenia, Grape Hythenia, and she was doing uh, a series of stories, if you will, a series of stories called What Dreams Will Become or something like that, or What Dreams May Become. And basically that story, I think I've mentioned it here on my channel, was focused on a couple of characters. The two main characters, one, I can't think of the name right now, um, was a shapeshifter. And he could basically turn, him, turn himself and others, you know, into whatever they, whatever they chose or whatever they could think of. So we had another character, which was the female protagonist, the love interest of our shapeshifter. And she wanted a bit of an escapism from the life she was dealing with. You know, the very personal, you know, traumatic kind of downtrodden life she was dealing with. And long story short, our male protagonist, our shapeshifter, if you will, granted her that, that wish by using his power to turn her into anything she wanted to be. And this went on for a while. This went on for a while. Um, Great Pythenia even said at one point that once we reached a certain amount of subscribers or watchers for her, that she would, you know, use one of the chapters, more or less two actually, as it came, came to be, to, you know, allow those people that were supporting her like me to be interactive. In other words, give her ideas to use in those chapters. Now, I had gone out and given her a suggestion for cha some chapters before, and she used some of them. I think it was in like chapter three or something. Um, anyway, she uh, basically, like I said, with these two chapters, got interactive with us and utilized a lot of our ideas. Ideas like, you know, the female, uh, the female girl in the story uh, being turned into a house. Basically, the plot was for the chapters that the female uh, protagonist, the shapeshifter's uh, love, if you will, girlfriend, uh, made a list of things she wanted to transform into before going off to college. And, you know, there was, and the list basically consisted of many of the suggestions and ideas that myself and others had given to Grey Pythenia. So one of those some of those ideas were, as I was trying to say, our main female protagonist turning into a house and even proclaiming, you know, at one point that she's a house after all because she wanted her shape-shifting boyfriend to, to stay in her for a while, to live in her for a while because she was a house. You know, there was moments where she turned into a tub of chocolate and she would mix together with her boyfriend who would turn into whipped cream and they'd become like a mass, a molten mass or whatever. You know, so there was ideas like that. 
But there was also a story. There was also a story. And it did get, you know, a little dramatic at times, but also a little interesting because it started to involve the mother of the female protagonist and the stepfather. And the mother was kind of resentful at first to the boyfriend because, it's, it turns out, the boyfriend was actually a being from many years ago, someone who had actually interacted with her late husband, you know, his, the female protagonist's uh, father. But, yeah, it is, but overall, it is a very interesting read. Very fun, comedic, but also very, very, um, I guess you could say emotional, dramatic, you know, when it needs to be. And it really, and Great Pythenia really goes there uh, in those moments. Now, she has gone on to do some other stories officially, you know, not just on DeviantArt, but book-wise and everything that deal with transformation. She even has a series known as the Foxy Serum series or something like that. But she also, for a time, did requests and commissions. And I was one of her prominent, um, you know, requesters or commissioners, if you will. You know, I was someone that would always ask and suggest and be granted, you know, through requests or commissions, um, you know, my story ideas to come to life. And she would do it. And one series of stories she started out with, uh, or one series of stories I should say we started out with that I requested to her and she brought to life, she dubbed as the Potion Place series. And the reason she dubbed it this way, the reason she dubbed it this way is because it started out really interesting. It started out with one character called Lexi, I think that's who it was. And Lexi, in the first story, basically, uh, I guess kind of wanted to get away, away a little bit, wanted to kind of have a change in her mundane life, you know, something that she could, you know, you know find escapism from. So the story basically has her getting this potion that will allow her to melt and shapeshift into whatever she wants. And that's what happens. In the first story, she ends up, you know, doing just that. And also, she finds out that the guy she was engaged with, or forced to be engaged with, is not everything she cra he cracked up to be. He's not, you know, really who she thought he would be, or maybe her family thought he would be. So basically, she took whatever money he gave her, because of them pretty much being arranged to be together. And she decided, okay, I'm going to fly off to this place we were going to go for our honeymoon, and I'm going to have fun there on my own. And she does. She ends up having fun by melting, in, by using the potion to melt into a puddle, evaporate, split herself in two, make out with a clone of herself after she does that. You know, all sorts of fun, if you will, all sorts of fun. And that story bled into some other stories, introducing other characters like Gina, who was a scientist who, who had come up with a, a solution, a formula, similar to the potion that, you know, they had, um, you know, they, you know, that had been created in this one place. Like I said, you know, you had Gina, who creating a formula in a lab that was similar identical, pretty much, 
to the potion. So long story short, we have Gina meet Lexi, and then they introduce a new friend called Caroline, and Caroline ends up being the most enthusiastic about the transformations, even realizes, hey, if we mix this all together, it could be, it could be something interesting. It could do more, and it does. So anyway, Caroline, so anyway, a lot of the shift, you know, in attention goes from Gina and Lexi. They still get focused on in some stories. Like there's a story where Lexi, you know, um, feels a little alone and she wants a companion. So one of the characters that's behind the post in Wintergreen, who's a, get this, an ancient being that lives immortally, Wintergreen creates a potion that splits her into a male and female. Basically, she retains being her female self, but now we have a male counterpart who's under a different name. And they end up together, and the male counterpart ends up st sticking around. He, he, you know, he basically becomes you know, flesh and blood for real with the abil abilities to shapeshift, just like Lexi. Then uh, we have uh, Gina, and she has a boyfriend or husband later on, who, who once he discovers, hey, she could shapeshift, and I think he's a love interest, a boyfriend she had in the lab. You know, once he discovers, hey, you know, she could shapeshift, she can do this and that, you know, he just, and then finds out about the mixture of both the potion and the formula, he realizes, hey, this could be something that could be a lot of fun once he experiences it, experiences it himself. Because at first he's a little hesitant, but when he experiences it, he's like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Oh, I love this. And there's several times, there's even one story where they go on a honeymoon, and he just wants to, you know, use the honeymoon to shapeshift into whatever he could think of, absorb himself into walls and stuff like that. Heck, it's doing the, it's called transformation, uh, trans, I think it's called a transformation or tra uh, transform, transformation or tra transformative, transformative Honeymoon is what it's called. Tra a transformative, yeah, transformative honeymoon. And it's in the story where, like I said, he likes to become all the kinds of things, absorb himself into the wall, become this, become that. You know, heck, he even becomes, you know, lava in a, in a volcano. Well, actually, the idea is Caroline becomes a volcano and he becomes the lava, if you will. And that she spews out and everything when she erupts. Uh, but there's also a part where he turns into a female because he wants to know what it's like. I mean, there's even a part where he absorbs himself into Caroline. I mean, not Caroline, but into, into Gina. He absorbs himself into Gina. And Gina's like, look, you, you know, you got to watch what you're doing if you're a part of me. So the next time he wants to try, she says, just be a girl yourself. And he does. And he calls himself Jenny. And he's really into it. So you got that. So you got stories focused on Jenny, uh, on uh, Gina as well, and her love. But like I said, Caroline's the one that really takes the spotlight because she, you know, in the series, because she becomes so enthralled with it. Another character that becomes enthralled with it uh, is Gina's nephew's boyfriend. I mean, not girlfriend. Girlfriend. I mean, Gina's nephew's girlfriend. Uh, uh, Carla, you know, she becomes, you know, really invested in it just as much as Caroline, maybe a little bit more. And there's several stories that focus on her, you know, that, that being Carla. 
you know, she's, you know, there's a story where she, you know, when she first discovers it, she's a little hesitant, but then she enjoys it and really gets into it. She, she basically gets to the point that when she wants to turn into something, she wants to remain that way for some time. In other words, she doesn't want to change back right away. You know, like if she changes back, it's kind of like, you know, she's changing out from what she's supposed to be or what she feels she should be and all that. So, you know, so she basically, you know, really gets into it just as much as Caroline, if not more so. I mean, there's a story, and I'm watching the 49er Cardinal game right now, so I do apologize if I'm a little distracted. But there's even a part, you know, there's even some stories, like the first story is called, one of the stories I, I know of is called A Gem of a Student. And she basically is learning from uh, Caroline and Lexi about transformation and everything, how good it feels, and how basically, you know, you can, you know, how basically when you change, you know, you know, how basically when you change, um, you adapt, you, you adapt to being what you become, and you want to do what you've become, or what you're meant to be, as you've changed into it, you know, so she uh, basically says, you know, so she basically finds out in there, you know, from Lex, uh, from uh, Caroline, that her and her boyfriend, who we're going to get into in a moment, love to turn into statues and be displayed in museums. And she's like, oh, I want that. So what she does, you know, as part of her transformation lessons, is she turns into a, star, a sapphire star-shaped um, rock, if you will. And she just remains that, and she remains that way uh, until she changes back. But basically, as she after she turns into this a star sapphire, into this sapphire star-shaped rock, you know she, you know she's like man, you know, you know she just stays silent. You know, Lexi and Caroline admire her. They rub, they rub their hands over her and everything. And she and she just like, oh, I love this. I I love the attention here. I love, you know, the attention I'm getting and everything. And they tell her, well, that's what you meant. Well, because you're in this form now, you're, you're, you're realizing that that's your purpose, to be admired as this object. And so she decides, okay, I want to be this for a while. I want to be on display like, you know, Caroline and her boyfriend. And that's what happens at the end of the story. She becomes, you know, the wintergreen guy helps her out. She becomes an amorous uh, rock, replacing the original one. And... You know, sorry about that. Like I said, I'm watching the game. But basically, she becoming come. Wintergreen helps her become a basically a copy of the original amethyst rock in a museum, and she remains that way uh, at the end of the story. I mean, there's even a description where she kind of dreads being human again because, basically, like I said, she gets so into it, you know, so into it that she always feel that basically she feels that whatever shape she becomes. That's almost like what she's meant to be. I mean, there's even one story where she gets so into it, she literally merges with the earth. And it gets to a point where she basically mentally thinks she is the earth. She is the ground and all that. And there was another story that happened too that was very similar called the merging, where you had Gina, Lexi, and Caroline merged together into one uh, person with a name, I think it was Lanolin or... Lana Lynn or Lana Lynn or something like that. And 
You know, they're supposed to only be merged temporarily because they're warned by Wintergreen, hey, if you stay merged for too long, mentally you'll lose yourself else, uh, to this new person you've become. In other words, this new persona you've become will take over and you'll get lost. You know, and that almost happens. That almost happens um, if it isn't for G uh, Gina's fiancé husband, if you will, coming to the aid along with Wintergreen. But getting back to what I was saying with Car or Carla, that's what happens uh, with her. She gets so into it in another one of her stories where she literally, as she merges with the ground and the earth, she basically believes she is that now. Because, she's, because basically she gets so into it, she wants to just be, you know, whatever she becomes. She wants to be part of it. You know, but she does learn her lesson at the end that, yeah, it's fun to be part of something, you know, and be all these different shapes, but she has to learn to control it. She, so, it, you know, go, it, so basically it starts off with her basically learning or basically realizing she still has a lot to learn. Now, what does this have to do with uh, what I'm getting to? And I know I do apologize for being so long to get to it. And I'll put some chapter timestamps in the description so you guys can... Um, you know, find it where you want it. I'll put some timestamps in the in the description if you guys, you know, for you guys to to you know basically click on to get to certain parts of the story. Oh, certain parts of the video, I mean. But anyway, um, anyway, what this has to do with ultimate potion vacation time is. Tile Grey Wolf, Tile Grey Wolf, um, has been basically, from what I can tell, has been known to take any idea he sees on there, originally written by somebody else, and you know he basically decides, okay, if it's good, good to, um, to kind of expand on, he's going to expand on it because it gives him, you know, an idea to be like, okay, this sounds like it's got potential. Let's see if I can expand on it, and he and he does. And Ultimate Potion Vacation Time is one of those stories because it expands on the potion, it expands on the potion place series, but mostly it features Caroline. And this is where we get introduced to her boyfriend known as Ryan. Ryan, at first, is a little hesitant, and he also, he's also somebody that when he feels a little like stressed or like, okay, he needs time to think, he will meditate, he will go into Zen mode if you will. And what's interesting, though, is when he does find out what Caroline can do when she shows it to him and even experiences it himself, he is, he is, he gets really into it. He loves it. He enjoys it. You know, he, he, like Gina's husband, you know, can't get enough of it, but he's also very reasonable to realize that, hey, we got to be careful about how we do this, like how we display, you know, you know what we're capable of, what our, you know, what we can do, and all that. You know, least you know we get discovered by the wrong people, or least we get discovered by those that don't understand, and you know, you know, call upon the police or whatever because they, you know, are, you know, the scene freaks or something like that. So he's very like, you know, he's very like, you know, I'm cool with whatever you want to be and whatever, whatever I want to be creatively and imaginatively, but I'm also very careful. That's the thing. He's like, he, he, I mean, it's like basically Ryan to Caroline, you know, he's like, hey, 
We can let loose as much as we want. We can get as crazy and wild and strange and freakish, you know, as much as we want. But we have to be careful. But we also have to watch it, if you will. And in this story, we, we see them get very ambitious. They get very creative, very crazy, wacky, if you will. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in the story that, you know, ba you know, that really just, you, you, you look at it and you're like, wow, <laughs> you know, I didn't think, you know, that, that wasn't something I would come up with as a transformation or whatever, but, you know, there it is, there it is. And what's interesting about it too, is I think it's in one of, I think it's in this story or one of the stories that Grey Pythenia did, where we find out that since Caroline and Gina and Lexi have taken the potion so much, that it's become integrated into their DNA. Like they could still take it, but now it's become so integrated, mostly with Caroline, that she doesn't really have to worry about taking it as much. All she has to do is think about what she wants to be and she becomes it. And I think it does get to a point here in the story in this ultimate vacation, uh, ultimate potion vacation time series. I think it even gets to a point there where Ryan has taken it to a point, Ryan has taken it so much that even he is like, hey, I don't need it either. I don't need it either and all that. And, you know, long story short, long story short, like I said, it's because of that that they're able to get wild and crazy as much as they want. I mean, they, here's what's interesting, because here's what's interesting about their transformations. You know, they're, they're able to, they, like, for example, one of the things they do is they become, you know, gyroids, you know, you know, android gyroids, whatever you want to call them. And what they do is they mesh together. They, they kind of have what I guess you could consider as like robot sex, if you will, by connecting to each other, literally plugging into each other. And by plugging into each other, uh, basically, they're able to merge into basically what looks to be like a, or what is described to be, is a spider-like entity, a spider-like shaped entity that connect, that basically, I guess, becomes of one mind now and just instantly connects to a router at a, in the computer that they have in the, in the place they're at and transfers them into cyberspace where they're able to have a little bit more fun. They're able to become, they, they become data basically in a sense that allows them to, you know, interact and merge with all kinds of things, you know, there. Like they can become part of RPGs, they can merge with pictures, become part of erotic videos, stuff like that. You know, so they have creative fun that way. They also have creative fun by actually merging together. Yes. Um, there's actually, I think it's like the third chapter or something like that at the end of it, where they both end up in a water together. They both become water being, basically they turn their bodies into water and they merge with a, a hot tub, a jacuzzi hot tub, if you will. And because the jets are so, you know, the jets are on and everything, it is, ming it is basically causing them to mingle together on a, you know, microscopic level to the point that when it's all said and done, we find out in the beginning of the next chapter that they ended up merging completely you know, mentally and, you know, mentally and physically, you know, they ended up merging, you know, completely, 
you know, into one, basically mentally and physically, because it's described that as they wake up, they're thinking to themselves, hey, am I this person, uh, Ryan, you know, which is basically a co combination, name combination of Ryan and Caroline, or am I Cryon, you know, or Siren, if you will, which is Ryan, but with a C, you know, at the beginning. You know, they wonder that until finally they split apart, you know, realizing, uh, you know, you know, after, uh, so hold on, so I got a little distracted there, but they, but eventually they split apart and they realize after they kind of, you know, gather their senses that, oh my gosh, we were merged completely. We became one. And this is like the first time where, um, Ryan basically says, you know, <laughs> I need to, I need a little bit of a breather here. So this is like the first indication where you see he ha where you find out that he likes to meditate after certain things or certain events. And that's what he does here. He meditates. He, he meditates and he's like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I got an understanding now. And after that, he's more willing to do whatever they do. And they, again, they just go crazy. They just go crazy. They, you know, they merge with the sofa, you know, together. They merge together into a sofa. You know, they become horses and have intimacy, if you know what I mean, as horses. You know, they become, um, what, what am I thinking? They become dragons to scare off uh, some would-be robbers and stuff. You know, uh, Caroline becomes a Jeep, believe it or not, that, he that Ryan drives and stuff. They become trees, they become goo people where that it actually melt and merge together. Um, they they become they they basically turn kind of gooey, but then they do this so that they can split in two and but they split in two in a way to where you have a male Ryan and a female Ryan and a male Caroline and a female Caroline, and they have a big old freaking orgy out of that because they keep cloning each other and stuff. I mean, they just get, like I say, they just get wild and crazy, wild and nuts and stuff like that. It is a, to me, it's a great story. It's a great spinoff by Tile, by Tile Greatwolf, by Tile Greatwolf. It's, it's a great, you know, it's a great story and everything, a good spinoff, like I said. And it does have, believe it or not, it does have some story to it. Actually, there is more than just them having fun with the transformations and all that. There is story to it. Like I said, you have Ryan being like, hey, I'll let, like, you have Ryan basically, as I said, being the kind that's like, hey, we'll throw all our ambitions out the window, get as crazy, wacky as we want. But also, it's reasonable to realize, hey, we got to be careful. But, but there is a story in this because we find out that one of Ryan's friends that he does let in on it, you know, you know, that he does, you know, let, you know, let in on it and all that. Um, basically, one of his friends is actually connected to Wintergreen because his friend actually is an ancient being as well that knows all about this. And they find out about it later on because his friend actually introduces them to his girlfriend, who we find out is a shapeshifter herself. And knows all about what's going on. So, so yeah, it does have some lore connected to it that helps bring everything together. But overall, it is a fun story. I mean, there's even a there's even a, a part in the early portions of, of the of the series 
where they merge with um, where they merge with a mirror. Basically, uh, Caroline shows uh, Ryan what it's like to merge with a reflective surface like a window or a mirror and all that, and they have fun with that, where he fondles her and all that, when she pushes out certain parts and everything of herself and, and all that. So, you know, so, you know, so they have fun with that, and then they decide to have some fun um, merging together into a mirror. Well, actually, what happens is Caroline changes into a mirror. Ryan then basically uses his ability, to, uses the new ability he has of shape-shifting to merge with her. And they literally go at it in the mirror because according to the description, you see little phantom, image, phantom images of them going at it in you know, two, different style, two different ways. And then it gets really crazy because then you have Caroline's body, her upper region, you know, her bosoms and, you know, her bottom region, if you will, sticking out. But instead of her hands coming out to the side, it's Ryan's. So Ryan is basically the one, you know, <laughs> you know, playing with her. And then that retreats back into the mirror. And then it's described that Ryan's um, bottom region, if you know what I mean, his uh, manhood, if you will, you know, comes out, you know, at attention. And instead of his arms coming out along with it, it's Caroline's. And it's kind of indicated that in the mirror they've merged together, kind of, you know, in a unique way to where it's like, you know, they become one person and they could, you know, just switch out and all that and whatever. You know, it's just kind of all that kind of stuff. And then, of course, they get to a point where, you know, Caroline pushes her body out again, but it's in a point to where, Ryan is described to be take it was described that Ryan is taking her if you know what I mean from behind and it gets to a point that they almost want to they almost break the glass uh, gla uh, break the glass of the mirror that Caroline's become but they don't you know so you have those kind of interesting scenarios and transformations but like I said you also have a story that you also have some lore in this some connection because like I said you have uh, Ryan's friend, who is more than what he seems, basically knows who Wintergreen is, and is again more, I think, more reflective on the fact that his girlfriend, his Ryan's best friend's girlfriend, uh, is a shapeshifter, so she knows what's all what's going on. So it's again, overall, Ultimate Potion Vacation Time is a really interesting story, and it's even spun off a little bit of stories here and there by Tile Gradewolf. I think one of them is called Shifting Anniversaries. But it's a really interesting, um, like I said, it's a really interesting um, story series that I would pay, you know, close attention to and really just, you know, you know, really just, you know, enjoy over time. And I will provide a link to it because I don't think it'll be, I don't think that'll cause me to get in trouble because that's not... It's not image-wise, it's not going to affect me at all, if you know what I mean. So I'll provide a link to at least the first one, and then you can go from there. But, oh, and as well as I'll provide a link to Potion Place so you can see where it kind of began. But yeah, Ultimate vaca Potion Vacation Time is, like I said, it's fun, it's unique, it's got lore to it. And I highly, highly recommend checking it out when you get the opportunity uh, to do so. But yeah, I just wanted to take this time. I know it was a long one to kind of just finally give my thoughts on that, let you know about it and, 
you know, just to let you know from personal experience, it is a good story. And it is, some, it is a story that I kind of had a hand in, you know, kind of bringing to life with the request and all that that I gave to Gay Pythenia with her Potion Place series. But guys, that's all I'm going to say for now. Let me know what your thoughts are overall. I'm going to get back to watching the game here. And until then, talk to y'all later.